The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, the lustrous potentate, Coach Mike, joining us here on the controls. As you see, it is a beautiful day here in Columbia. Inside the Lee Company studio, we are proud to have you with us on WKOM and WZYX in Franklin County. This is an unusual day <laughs> as Mo and I are excited to talk about the Atlanta Braves. Haven't been excited to talk about the Atlanta Braves a lot here of late either. But yeah, um, it's funny, I was... Heading home from CA last night and had pulled up the um, the Braves Mets on um, Bally Sports, and and right as I pulled it up, it's four four and Acuna's coming up and and Chip Carey's going, you know Ronald Acuna's done a lot in his young career. One thing he's never done is hit a walk off home run, and the next pitch, Ronald Acuna Jr. The third hits a walk off home run. <laughs> so, um, you know, as as hard as we are as a fan base on Chip Carey, got to give him his props there. Now, you know, calling a home run by Ronald Acuna Jr. The third is, I mean, it's pretty much a fifty fifty proposition on any given at bat. But at the same time, he he pretty well set it up. So. Props to Chip. Props to um, R.A.J. for coming through for him. So. No doubt. And for all of Braves country, as Chipper Jones would say. <laughs> Man, that picture of the Atlanta Braves posted of Ronnie in the middle of his cut it off <laughs> and Freddie in the background with both arms extended into the air, holding his holding the bat by the wrong end, by the way, by the barrel end in his left hand. Because <laughs> he realized at that point he wasn't going to need it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the time that he was he he was in the on deck circle with no bat because there was no possible way that he could was, come to the plate. The, the Braves were either going to win or it was going to be over. Right there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm out here. <laughs> I guess I? the only thing that would have been funnier than him standing in the on deck circle without a bat. 
would have been no one, just no one there in the on deck yeah. circle. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they posted they posted the picture and put it hanging in the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. It was it, it was pretty imp- impressive. A, a great outing from Charlie Morton. I mean, we, we've been getting good stuff from him. Sans the one-inning <laughs> outing. You know, every, everybody gets a mulligan, you know? Sure. But yeah. Um, well, there's also the, the guys on the other side are pros, too. You know, every so often they're going to get their hat. They're going to have their day too. And, uh, but, but he had his day yesterday. Yeah. And two hits, one run, eight K's. I mean, you can't ask for more. And then, I mean, this is the bullpen I want to see. <laughs> every single time we can possibly put them out there, I want to see AJ Mentor, Luke Jackson, Chris Martin, Will Smith in that order. That is the bullpen that I want to see. <laughs> As much as possible. Mentor gets two outs, um, struck out one, walked one, and gave up a hit. Uh, Luke Jackson gave up a hit and a and got a strikeout. The Luke Jackson experience. It Well, it is, and that's okay. Chris Martin goes one, perfect. And then Will Smith, a rare perfect inning to win it. So and and again, now you brought Will Smith in in a tie ball game, right? Did bring Will Smith into a tie ball game, but at home. That's so and weird. and so with that, Will Smith picks up his first win of the year. Yes, they did. So and obviously gave up three runs in that inning with Mentor and Jackson, but the error was the the culprit. Who made an error? I, like I said, I didn't get to see the game except for that last bit. I did not see it either, but neither Jackson nor Mentor were charged with an earned run in the inning that they pitched mm-hmm. and gave up three runs. Yeah. So it yeah. appears the error would be the culprit, well, yeah. whomever I, I, it may have been. Well, how many? I mean, I don't. There was got, only one. Uh, who made it? I don't know. You don't have the box score in front of you? Yeah, I have the box score, but there's no box. It, it, it doesn't have fielding statistics, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you can't ask for a better pitching performance than what we got yesterday. Mentor on a throw. Oh, well, then it's an earned run. Yep. Uh, I've been lo- get, we're not getting started on I've that. I've been we lobbying for that for years. We don't if have a time. pitcher makes an error, it should be an earned run. We yeah. don't have time. Yep. I do not have time to get into that. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Okay. But how do you really feel? <laughs> I mean, this doesn't make any sense. Come on, y'all. If you... If you're the pitcher and you make an error, it's your fault. That runner is on you. It's all your fault. Exactly. Let's <laughs> not talk about that because it's not UC's fault. It's not <laughs> well, we're going to get into that later. Oh, we will definitely get into the Preds later. I, I mean, anyway, you can't ask for a better pitching performance. Now, A.J. Mentor, clearly not a fielder, uh, <laughs> but he pitched really well. You know, between – I don't – Again, didn't see the game, don't know what happened, but between this and the Jacob Webb debacle, I, I'm still not over that and won't be. Um, All right, here's, here's Clearly, we're not doing enough PFPs. Let me 
Let me read you from TalkingChop.com this entire paragraph. With Morton gone, A.J. Mentor got the ball. He got two quick outs, but then fell apart. Dominic Smith put a ball in play on a swinging bunt. Mentor fielded it and threw it away. He then completely lost control, throwing four straight balls to James McCann, each of which each of which missed in the exact same spot, arm side and up, after a fifth more egregious miss to Jose Peraza. Mentor threw a fastball at the knees that was sent. We've seen it this we've seen this way too many times at this point. On the ground past Riley. Uh Whatever. Uh, with catcher speed, McCann couldn't score, but uh, the Mets were now down just 3-2. And with the tying and go-ahead runs in scoring position, and that's when Jackson came in and gave up a hit that was credited to Minter. And then Jackson got the strikeout. So, Oh, Jackson's first pitch was a brushback slider that was never a strike. Nito swung, hit it 69.5 miles per hour, and it found the grass in front of Heredia. The Mets lit 4-3. So because there was two outs, they're running on contact. Guy hits a blooper in front of the <laughs> right in front of the Heredia and at sixty this is one that's part of the Luke Jackson experience, by the way, is unlucky batting average with balls in play. That guy is the most unlucky pitcher I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. He still gets the ball though, so and while it's often dramatic, the outcomes are typically more positive than negative. So, yep, there's that. Uh, and then Acuna, of course, walks it off because well, that's his, that's his yeah. first walk off. Yeah, his first walk off home run. His first yeah. walk off homer. Yeah, that was cool. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, you bat Ronald Acuna in the lead off spot. Gets you him want, up there more. You want your best hitter with an extra A-B. Yeah. That is why Ronald Acuna bats first and Freddie Freeman bats second. It works. Now, if the rest of the offense would make it pay off on a more consistent basis, that would be great. They get a chance to do that tonight. The Braves, 20-23 and 23 overall, host Pittsburgh coming in at 17-25. and 25. Drew Smiley gets the ball for the Braves, 2-2, two 5.08 two, ERA. His counterpart for the Pirates, Pigeon Forge High School alumnus Will Crow, 0-2 with a 4.35 ERA. That's a 6.20 start locally, 7.20 in Atlanta at Truist Field, Truist Park, whatever it is. Um, this game will not. We're air. just going to call it Hank Aaron Field okay. at Truist Park. From All now. right, we're we're calling it that because we're just calling it that. Okay, I can. I'm... <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Glad you had a shirt on. Hank Aaron Stadium. <laughs> um, this game will not air on our sister station, WKRM 103.7 FM, because in kids Louisville. on stage. So There will be some kids on the stage in Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. So. And and you won't be able to see them, but you'll be able to hear them. You will be able to hear them. So. Um, this day in Braves history. Oh man, this is the greatest, the Y'all. greatest home run in Braves history. I second, <laughs> second greatest home run in Braves history. The second greatest home run in Braves history, right here. It's uh, the the best one of my lifetime. Better than Andrew Jones's two home runs in the World Series. Better than Andrew's two homers, and better than even Jay Hayes' first at bat. Just because of the unlikelihood. <laughs> of this home run okay um again we'll report you decide (laughs) 
May 20th, 2010, trailing the Mets 9-3, starting the bottom of the ninth. Brooks Conrad, Raw Dog. His pinch hit grand slam gives the Braves an incredible 10-9 walk-off victory at Turner Field. The seven-run frame's big blow by the 30-year-old journeyman barely clears the fence with the ball deflecting off of Reds outfielders Lance Nick's Oh, former Nashville Sounds outfielder hmm. Lance Nix's glove when the left fielder reaches over the top of the wall at the 380 foot sign. Man, Raw Dog walks it off. That Do was they, his greatest moment as a Brave. No question, no question. The grand slam from from Brooks Conrad, dude. The that guy probably never had to buy a drink in Atlanta again. <laughs> to this day, eleven years later, it's like, hey, aren't you Brooks Conrad? Didn't you hit that grand slam that one time? That yeah, one time, yeah, I did. Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. Yes, yes, yes that was me. Dude, yeah. that's so crazy. And, uh, you know, speaking of the Nashville Sounds, mm-hmm. they took a second game from the first-placed Gwinnett Stripers last night. I know, the Sounds are on a roll here. Um, but what we're more um, concerned about is that Drew Waters <laughs> – um, hit a home run, his third and four at bats <laughs> against the Sounds. Uh, he, he yeah, I think they're going to be glad to see him leave, <laughs> if not the rest of the Stripers. You know, <laughs> get him out of here. Uh, in the in the fifth inning, he doubles. He he had homered. He singled. He doubled. He did not get the triple for the cycle, unfortunately. Uh, but someone did triple. Who was it? It was um. Ryan Goins tripled in the tenth inning, uh, which scored a run and put Gwinnett up. But the Sounds answered with two. Put up three. Three. What's in, the final? Uh, five four. Okay. Put up three in the bottom of the tenth to win it. Um, Justile De La Cruz on the bump for Gwinnett went four innings, gave up one hit, struck out five. So. That's now, solid. I assume they're playing ITB in the minor leagues as well. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunate. I thought De La Cruz threw well as well. So I mean, this is this is good. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of positives at the AAA level. Uh, hoping that pitching wise, specifically, mm-hmm. that we can get to a level where these guys can help us in the near future if necessary. Yeah. Um, this series continues tonight at 635 at First Horizon Park. Uh, the two teams will play again Friday and Saturday, also at 635 before a 205 start in the six-game series finale on Sunday. So um, Sunday afternoon baseball at First Horizon Park. There's nothing better. Go. Just trust me and go. Yeah. Go play ping pong. Go play cornhole. Go eat a hot dog. Go watch the game. Go watch a game. <laughs> well, I mean, there's just so many things. If you, do, well, I mean, if you, if if you don't want to watch the game, and and there are a lot of people who will go with their families who don't care to watch the baseball game. Go stand on the on the first base side uh, near the three ten short porch in right field. And watch the ball game while your kids and, and play behind you. I'm telling you, there's nothing better than Sunday afternoon baseball at First Horizon Park. Go do it. 
Well, I don't know about Sunday afternoon, but I think I'm going to try to go do it Saturday night. So, um, Mr. Saturday night special. It's going <laughs> to, I think I'm going to join you. All right. And let's do that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Field trip. Um, yeah. Sounds. If you are interested in going to a game, go to the website, nashvillesounds.com. Ticket information will be there. Yeah. Everything is. Uh, if you buy a ticket at the gate, they they send you a text message and it comes to your phone. It's all there. There are no it's all automated. There are there, no paper tickets. No paper the, tickets. No no programs. They're not handing anybody anything. So, <laughs> except a beer. But it, I was gonna say except food. But it is near one hundred percent capacity, so that's exciting. So check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with. The, the dirt legend. The king of dirt. The king of dirt. Bill Marbot joins us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back in the Lee Company studio. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military... Our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into the show southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, coach mike on the controls the lustrous potentate himself happy to have you with us here 24 minutes past the hour as we continue to roll on here on this Thursday edition with a beautiful day outside on West 7th and Columbia. Welcome into our friends in Franklin County. Anybody who's down near Tim's Ford Lake, I am jealous of you today <laughs> because it is a beautiful day. And I would not mind being on the water uh, like my friend Tom Abraham is as he's doing Bassmaster Radio right now from the the Bassmaster Radio boat in Lake Gunnersville. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I'm Tough just, way to make a living. I'm, je- I'm jealous. <laughs> jealous of these folks on the water today. That's all I'm saying. But uh, they're probably jealous of us. And if they're not yet, they will be in about five minutes. Because we are pleased to bring in on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline the king of dirt. The legend himself, Mr. Bill Marbot. Mr. Marbot, thanks for coming on to the show. We really, really appreciate you taking some time to hang out with us today. Well, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for asking. Lewis County graduate Bill Marbot joining us here. And, um, Bill, we, 
there's so many directions that a conversation with you could go in, but the one that we are interested in is when are you heading to Hoover? Well, I just got back late last night from from going down yesterday and and doing a little walkthrough with with our guys and and I'll be leaving early Sunday morning and get back to on Memorial Day. So it's a Moving in. (laughs) Bill Marbit, as as we mentioned earlier, and probably most everybody in this area knows it, but it still fascinates the heck out of me, is the head groundskeeper for the Southeastern Conference baseball tournament. And this will be year number 23. Year number 23 in that position. How does one become the head groundskeeper for the Southeastern Conference baseball tournament? I know it's not something I could walk in and do, but I mean, how, how do you get to that point? Well, in, I, well, I'm trying to remember the year, but I think it was 97. <clears throat> I had gone down there and that's when the Birmingham Barons were still at the Hoover Metropolitan Stadium. And I went down there just to see the groundskeeper and, and, that was the first time they, they they were in Columbus, Georgia, the previous year. But Hoover got the contract for the SEC baseball tournament, and and again went down there to see my buddy and and he and one other guy were trying to get the field ready between games. So a friend of mine from LSU hopped the fence and went over and just volunteered ourselves, and and uh, it's all about connections, and uh, from there it. Uh, these guys pretty much said, uh, I'd like for you to meet with uh, Roy Kramer and, and the people from Hoover and see if we can't, if you can't get together a, a crew to come down here and take care of this. So so that's grown from a, a field crew of two till uh, this year we'll have, uh, I have 21 positions that we have to fill and, and we have guys that can come and work with us for two or three days and then we have people coming in the end of the week and so it's a it there's a lot to, to putting this together for the, for the grounds crew for our uh, uh i think we get 12 minutes between games officially uh to to turn the field around and we we every game is freshly chalked and and mound and plate repaired and in field drug and so it's a it's quite a spectacle to, to see how we how how efficient these guys are and 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 uh, at my age I, I pretty much stand around and, and point so, <laughs> but we have we have we have a very very special crew uh, let's see I think we have three of us left that have been to everyone since since they've been at Hooper that's fantastic. And and what gets me is you know you're you're doing that 12 minutes between games and then for the most part you know in unless there's a tarp pool in the middle of a game or something like that after that 12 minutes you're watching some of the best college baseball there is. And and have a a prime seat. Uh, if if you were to watch the game we're we're in, under the tent in the left field corner and that's that's the uh, ground zero for the ground crew. 
and you often see that tent from you know from the home plate camera when you're watching the those ball games down there so um yeah we'll we'll be sure and look out for you um don't look too closely we may be taking it out (laughs) there's some some really long days there are and some pretty late nights uh yeah yeah because those tournaments never they're never on time are they well no but that's and that's our part to and that's our our whole goal is to make sure that each game, no matter if it's the ten o'clock game or the the last game that might start, we've had some start at twelve thirty the next morning, but but every one of them are as pristine and and safe as the most important thing as we can possibly make them for these for these athletes. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Bill Marbit, the head groundskeeper for the Southeastern Conference Baseball Tournament for the past 22 years down at the Hoover Met just outside of Birmingham. Um, Bill, I would think you couldn't really do this if you're not a baseball fan. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's, um, it's, it's an honor, <laughs> really, to, to be able to do this and, and to be a part and, and, this how first class the the Southeastern Conference staff uh, presents things. It's 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 been a, a real pleasure. Bill, I don't want to get too into the technical side of this because we're on a radio show, but I do want to ask you, like, you know, most of us who have played on fields out in the middle of nowhere and cracked and dry and, you know, hard as concrete dirt fields. How do you guys keep the dirt so moist? And it just, it looks like a sponge out there. It's just incredible. Well, that's, that's actually one thing that we started a a couple of days ago. And that's another reason I went down yesterday to, um, we start prepping that dirt, the, the infield dirt and mound and plate now to get moisture as deep as we can. <clears throat> then, then uh, that's one of the our responsibilities between games is that's pretty much just a coloring when we when we water before a game. But but our our moisture is already uh, hopefully and, and this is. Uh, more science to it than than a lot of people think, but we we test moisture four or five inches deep in the infield to make sure that we do have a reservoir of, of moisture that'll come up during the day to to, to keep that um, that surface like you're you're speaking. Has it been more difficult to get the field prepped since the Barons moved out and they're not playing as many games there? Uh, no, the, the, our, our challenge has been, uh, they, you know, the, the city of Hoover, the Hoover high school played football there also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they so, played, and they played fast pitch softball world, uh, cha- uh, world championship there a couple of years ago and made the infield all dirt. So <laughs> they, they did. And I, I had, a um, had a part of the, doing that. So that, that's, uh. But it's a it's a year round 
process. And, and for the, I guess, the past six or eight years, the, the city of Hoover, we've contracted with them to, to have a, a person there, a head groundskeeper there at the stadium. To, and that's our whole purpose is, is Hoover football. And then immediately after Hoover football, we, this is in first of December, we're starting get, getting ready for the, for the SEC tournament. So that's, that's the city of Hoover has been outstanding in, in, providing the funds to, to keep that um, facility top-notch. So how often are you down there? Well, the past year, not enough. But <laughs> <laughs> Typically, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but normally, in, 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 in normal times, mm-hmm. I, I'm down there at least once a month just to, with the with like again the the guy that we hire and, and going over things with him and making sure that he's he's um, got everything going the, the way that we want it and and so that's so it's a, it, this is literally a for for this this week is a is a 52 week year job and and that like you said, a, a lot of people wouldn't recognize that. <laughs> this one here included. Uh, I mean, I, I I didn't think you just went down for a week and then sayonara until the week before Memorial Day next year. But I, I did. I guess I just didn't realize how much prep goes into it and and keep it keeping the field ready. I guess for this week and and the, the transition from dirt to grass and then that's that's always a challenge and and not having a, a full-time get groundskeeper down there this year the we that's it, been kind of well not kind of it's been a challenge to um, but the last uh, we we were able to get a, a a guy in there full-time in april so we spent this has been a seven day a week um, transition, I guess, from from where we were during the the uh, pandemic issues, and we've they've done an unbelievable job, and I hope everyone enjoys what they see when when they if they can be live or, or see it on TV. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with the King of Dirt, Bill Marbit, um, you know, Coach Mike was speaking to you off air during the break before we brought you in, and and basically mentioned that any any baseball coach in this area knows who Bill Marbit is, and that's absolutely accurate. How many fields in this area do you and your guys have your hands on in, in one way or another? Oh, gosh, Mo, it, it would probably be easier to say how many. Do you not? not. <laughs> I would say uh, – a handful, only a handful that we do not have something to do with. So it's, but it's it's been a, a joy, and I've I've truly been blessed to to be able to to, to say that uh, that I've somewhat made a living in, in doing something that you truly love, and that's I've again been really really blessed. Not only do baseball coaches know him, 
Mo, but football coaches know him too. Football coaches absolutely know him. And let me tell you a story and real not, quick. And not all no. of them like him. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. At least on no, Friday I'm, night. I know you're right. At no. least on no. Friday night. Well, no, but well, we're not going there, but we're going here. A <laughs> couple of years ago, um, Columbia Academy re, re well, not resided, it, but um, put in new grass, basically. And yeah. I happened to be over there, and they had completely stripped. I mean, it was down to the dirt. There was not a not a blade of grass on that field over there. And I just happened to be over there for something and ran into Bill and, and Charlie Lansdale, the CA football coach. And I'm like, okay, so you're doing this. How long is this going to take? And he said, Bill said, oh, there'll be grass on this field in two weeks. And I looked at him like he had three eyes. And and I don't know why, because, I mean, this is what this guy knows. What do I – who am I and what do I know? He said, there will be grass on this field in two weeks. And That's I'm like, amazing. okay. And the, I went back over there in two weeks. And again, I don't know why I'm I was – I don't know why I was questioning this guy. But <laughs> in two weeks, there was grass on that field. And it's just amazing what – it's amazing what people that know what they're doing can do. That's well, um, I'll have to admit, Mo, that I that I when I said that I I can remember this and think, oh my gosh, did I really say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did, and there was, and um, you know, not that I wasn't already impressed with you, but that that was pretty stunning to me. Somebody should probably- as hot as it gets that time of year. That was what. Really got me. Somebody should probably well, it, tell, should probably ask him to come down here on West Seventh <laughs> and do something with this right away. This is awful. Here. Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> but yeah, I, like I said, Bill, just the time of year that it was, and and the heat that was coming, that I thought was coming, and everything else, it was just amazing to me. Well, that was mid July. That was the 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 window was closing rapidly on on, but. But like you say, we we pulled it off, and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm proud of that one. I <laughs> that worked really well. Well, I, I think you've got a lot to be proud of, and I think um, I imagine that there are a lot of other stories like that out there about you and the work that you've done over a long period of time. And and you say that you're blessed to have been able to do what you've done. But I think, uh, as Chris alluded to, with your work with um the um southern tennessee um football coaches uh football officials association and that kind of thing i think a lot of folks have been blessed to have you around and we were really excited to be able to get you on heading into this sec baseball tournament so um thank you for spending a few minutes with us well if you need it if you need something live maybe we can do something live from from Hoover. hey but I, get some I updates so well, we can do that. I, I just want to say that one thing about it, this is, and and I don't like for things to be about me when we have such a great bunch of guys. We have guys from, from as far away as Texas that come to help us. Uh, we've got some Louisiana people this year, Florida, uh, North Carolina, uh, South Carolina's coming, the, the, the University of Georgia's coming, Mississippi State. Uh, we even have three three guys from from Columbia State's baseball team going to come down and help us this year. So it's a there's we have thirty 
33 people, I think, that will be in and out of, of this, what we're, what we have going. So, uh, my hands off, hats off to these guys. It's, uh, they're the ones that come and, 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 uh, show off what they can do. And it's, uh, I'm just, it's, it's about them. It's not about me. Well, I would imagine sleep aside, it's really a fun week. Oh, it's great. And, and, uh, our t-shirts, I bet we've been, we've gotten, even gotten stand ovations from, from the crowd from, and it's just, it's just a special time. And that we wear t-shirts uh, that, and I had the dirt guys put up because that's what everybody called. Hey, there's some of the dirt guys. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I, I like your t-shirts that say dirt. You got to love it. And, um, <laughs> I would imagine that's absolutely the case. Bill Marbot joining us here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, um, gearing up for a big week down at Hoover, Alabama, for the SEC Baseball Tournament as, again, for the 23rd year, head groundskeeper for that event. Bill, thanks so much for visiting with us this morning, and we'll be looking for you on ESPN or the SEC Network or wherever these games are. Well, that would be great, and thank you for the opportunity. I, I appreciate you. It's all about these guys, and that's, thank you for thinking about it. No doubt. Bill Marvin on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We are going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to talk about the Nashville Predators. We'll talk about some pro football quarterback rankings that are just absolutely ridiculous. So <laughs> stick around. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. 12 minutes to the top of the hour here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We come to you live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia, Tennessee. Happy to have you with us here and on WZYX in Franklin County. Tennessee, this afternoon at 1 o'clock, 105, you can hear Southern Middle Tennessee Outdoors. That's with Al Clark, the general manager down at WZYX, and chief engineer Tom Wiseman, a lifelong fisherman and camper. Uh, They will give you all the news that is news across the outdoor world in Southern Middle Tennessee, coming from Alabama and all of the counties from Rutherford and Franklin and Bedford and all the way over here to Murray and Lawrence and Giles and everywhere else. So check them out. It airs today at 105 and 505 and then Saturday at 705 a.m. 
It's a lot of fun. It's a good show. Um, let's talk about some quarterback rankings. Cause so I, I saw this tweet and um, can't remember exactly what the gist of it was, but um, PFF, what is this? Pro Football, Pro Football Forum, Pro Football, um, PFF dot com. If you want to look it up, but it's the PFF quarterback rankings, all thirty two starters ahead of the twenty twenty one season. And they listed like the top 10 in this particular tweet. And there was no mention of Ryan Tannehill. If you go to the website, he comes in at 12. That's the. (laughs) I I am at the website. Yeah. He does come in at 12th. And I think. I just don't think he's the 12th best quarterback in the league. I think he's a top 10 quarterback. Um, now, this goes to the conversation that you and I had at the time that I was on my rant. And basically, it seems that Tannehill gets devalued because of the offense he is in. And and I don't understand that because every quarterback is – a, a system quarterback. Every quarterback is a system quarterback. They are in the system. They are in the offense that they are in. And what for what Ryan Tannehill is asked to do as a quarterback, I think he does it at a pretty consistently high level. You know, enough that the 12th best quarterback in the National Football League just strikes me as a little odd. Now, I'll um I'll, I'll read you. Let's go through the top 11. Yeah. And let's see where would you put Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Number 1 is Patrick Mahomes. I well, guess we're agreeing that we're yeah. not putting uh, him I, above Patrick I, Mahomes. I, I, no. I think that's relatively reasonable. <laughs> Um, number two is TB12, Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know how great of a quarterback Tom Brady is, but he's certainly the best field general in in the game right now, which makes him the Super Bowl champion and the second best quarterback in the league. Yeah. I mean, for the same argument that you're going to put forth for Ryan Tannehill probably goes for Tom Brady. Uh, he overcame a rough start to the 2020 season to to get this team to the Super Bowl and a Super Bowl championship. But, I mean, I don't think he always looked good. Again, it was his first year in a new offense, so I think you have to give him some some leeway for that. But, but he got, did rank second yeah. in passing yards on 20-plus yard throws, which is wild at 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Brady's biggest strength is his decision-making. Right. And you know his his leadership and those you know well, a lot of people call it intangible. Bruce, Bruce and stuff. Arians would question you about that, but because he threw some balls at times last year, where his decision making wasn't great. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay, again, tough to argue. You can't argue with that. Yeah. No. Russell Wilson four. See it. 
I don't I don't know that Russell Wilson is is a top four quarterback. I don't know that he's. I, I, I think he's a top ten quarterback. I think he's yeah. a top ten top quarterback. 10, yeah. I'm not sure. But I don't know if he's fourth best. Number five, Deshaun Watson should have an asterisk next to it because we don't know if he's going to be going into the 2021 season. But for one reason or another. But on the field, I mean. And this says surrounded by the by the league's second least efficient running game and second least efficient overall defense last season. Watson was arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Couple that with the Texans straightening away his top five receiver and firing his head coach, and Watson clearly put the team on his back. Um I'd agree with that. I'd agree with a lot of that, but at the same time, you can't say Okay, if he had better talent, he'd be better, so we're going to put him up here. Okay, let me let me give you a, a, a Branch Ricky-ism. Mm-hmm. When Bobby Bragan was a manager in the, in the Dodgers organization, they were told to look at the lineup card, and each position they'd say, do I want, would I pick my guy or their guy? Which one would I rather have playing for me? And if more times than not, you picked the other team's guy, you got rid of your guy. Found another guy. (laughs) Okay? So, would you rather have Ryan Tannehill or Deshaun Watson on the the Tennessee Titans team today? (laughs) That's a heck of a way to look at it. That's a good question. I I don't know. That's a tough one. I I think it takes I think it takes a special quarterback in particular in given the egos offense. that they have to play in this offense where you know Derrick Henry's going to get the ball 25 times a game. That's 25 times that I don't get to throw it. Yeah. So or in Deshaun's case run it. <laughs> anyway, Deshaun watching at 5, I don't know I I think it's fine. It is what it is, yeah. but Josh yeah. Allen at 6. Josh Allen had a great year last year. I Josh don't, Allen had a great year last year. I don't know that Josh Allen is a great quarterback. Exactly. That's where I was going. Is I don't know that he can repeat what he did last year. I would not have him at six. We hope Dak Prescott does not repeat what he did last year. <sighs> no doubt. Yeah. He is number seven on this list. Hasn't played in a year. I, mean, I don't know. Okay. Um, number eight is Lamar Jackson. Would I rather have Ryan Tannehill or Lamar Jackson? No, I'd rather have I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill. No doubt for this offense. No doubt for this offense for what they do. Yeah, number nine, Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan should be number five above Deshaun Watson, but that's just because I think Matt Ryan is a much better quarterback than people give him credit for. But that's neither here nor there. I think you're right. Baker Mayfield at 10. No. Baker Mayfield strikes me as the flavor of the month. Yes. Really. No. I, mm-hmm. I, I just I think there's too many shortcomings with him. Matthew Stafford at 11 Who is with it? the L.A. Rams. Again, are we basing this on what he's done or what he's capable of doing? And I don't think you can base quarterback rankings on what someone is capable of doing. Yeah, potential I mean, is one of those all, things. Potential gets you fired if you're a coach. All <laughs> potential means is you've never done it. Yeah. So, I personally would put 
Ryan Tannehill at nine, and I would take probably Deshaun Watson and move him to ten, and Baker Mayfield's out completely to twelve. I don't think Baker Mayfield's a top ten quarterback, but again, he's at least, he's better. He's better than Derek Carr, who is sitting at thirteenth, by the way. Well, and and I think we can I think we can agree that probably all. 12 of these guys are better than Derek Carr. I mean, I think that's kind of the break point right there. I agree. Which goes which goes to show that uh, what, what Ron Seleski told me a long time ago is that there are 7 billion people in this world and 12 of them can play NFL quarterback at a high level. <laughs> that's, and, and there are 32 teams in the NFL. Uh, yeah, so that's a problem for that other so 20. So you figure it out. Yeah. Who do you have? So... There you go. Here's the thing. Regardless of where he's ranked, I think the Tennessee Titans are really happy yeah. with Ryan Tannehill. No doubt. And I think that's all that matters. And one thing you probably do is take from about six down and all of them, you know, talk, pull them out of a hat you, you to tell you the truth. Could. From six to 12, you probably could. Yeah. Um, we did not talk about the Preds because their power play sucks and I don't care. Uh, UC Soros <laughs> is awesome and uh, he needs – Just wish he had the defense des- in front of him. He deserves better. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us down on uh, in Franklin County, WZYX. If you missed any part of today's show, sm-tnsports.com podcast tab is available. It's also on WZYXTheEagle.net, so check that out as well. We will be back tomorrow at 9 o'clock on WKOM and on Facebook Live and Twitter for Coach Mike, the lustrous potentate, the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, me, Chris Yow. Have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. Cool